Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. Genesis chapter 1, let's read verses 26 and 27, 28. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping things that creepeth upon the earth so god created man in his own image in the image of god created him male and female created them and god blessed them and genesis chapter 2 we read just verse 7 and god and the lord god formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life and man became a living soul now let's read first corinthians chapter 15 verse 45 and so it is written the first man adam was made a living soul and the last adam was made a quickening spirit wow so we we are looking at this is the issue we are looking at and what we are doing at the moment is that we saw that the creation of man was so distinct and was so different from the way God has created the animals, the life and the animals before it. And we are looking at five different ways in which the the creation of man differed from the creation of animals. Because these five different ways actually shows us the significance and the importance that God played in the creation of man. And let's look at those lists again. Actually, we are stuck in number two and we need to do that. We said number one, there was a different conference that preceded the forming of man. We read that in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. There was a divine council. There was a divine conference that was called where God called this conference in preparation for the creation of man. Number two, we said man's creation was unique in that unlike what God has as happened before God just commanded and things were created but when it comes to the to the creation of man God formed his body from the dust and God breathed into him the breath of life something came out of God into him and we've said a lot of things about this number two I'm not going to wait not waste I'm not going to take much time because whatever we do with the word of God is never wasted I'm not going to take much time to go into that but we are still on number two there's still a couple of things we want to talk about but number three that the sexes of mankind were not created more simultaneously as in the case of animals you know when god said let there be let let the let the sea bring forth animal both sexes both male and female came out at the same time both in the air animals on the land is the same thing but in the case of man god made the man first and the female was built from a section of the first man's flesh and bone and that has some implication and application but we'll come to that now number four we saw that unlike animal man was not broken down into species god will create you know plant after his own kind animals to bring forth after their own kind but with respect to human human were designated as sex by their sexuality god created them male and female and finally when we look at the text of book of Genesis chapter 1 chapter 2 we saw that it is mankind and mankind alone that was created in the image of God but we are still looking at the significance of number 2 the fact that God when God created man man's creation was unique God formed his body and something came out of God and that is the that is the the issue we are looking at that listen to me no matter what the so called 
enlightenment wants to tell us the rook science wants to tell us man is not a product of accident and man is not an accident you know that has no 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 beginning that has no source that has no you know no no destination no when god created man number one god created man preeminently number one number two god created man with purpose number three there is equality there's something about man that came out of God that man share with God himself. It doesn't make us God, but there's a quality that God breathed into this man, the breath of life. There's a quality that actually separated man from every other animal. And that is this majestic thing that we are looking at. The Bible says, and God breathed into man the breath of life and man became a living soul. The real man is a living soul. We, we've read that in Genesis chapter 2 verse 4 and we also saw that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 45 where we just read man became a living soul. On earth we don't live as a disembodied spirit. On earth we live as souls. We are living souls. Our soul is the seat of our consciousness. It's in our soul that we are aware of being self. Our soul is who we are self is the seat of our mind our will and our emotion our soul is the seat of our mind obviously our mind is the seat of our intelligence our thought our desire our emotion our will our decision so our soul is actually where we have the consciousness of me being me and you being you and this is very important the soul like we've seen in previous teaching is made up of spiritual material because our soul came out of god now we need to move this forward you know in previous teaching we've talked about this all inspiring you know when we look at creation when we look at the universe that god created we saw the the amazement the awe the manifestation of the glory and power of God. We look at all this creation and we said, God is great. And then we said, actually, that is nothing to be compared with human body. That when we look at our human body, we discover that our body could not have come out of Big Bang or Darwinian evolution because of its complexity, because of its amazement, because of its gorgeousness. But we are going to talk about human soul. Wow. When we talk about the human soul, the human soul is even much more amazing and much more complex. The soul of man, the soul of woman is majestic, is awe-inspiring. This seat of our consciousness, this seat of our mind, our emotion and our will is gorgeous, is amazing, is awe-inspiring. And this is essential part of what makes the psalmist exclaimed in Psalm 139, verse 14. You remember what we read in Psalm 139, 139, verse 14. He said, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully because I am wonderfully complex. <laughs> because I am amazingly and miraculously made. And it is the consideration. I mean, we look at the body of man and we say when you go to the information level in the gene and the DNA and you go into the cell in the molecular level and you see the complexity and you see the amazement of what happened. The universe in what we call a single cell, we cannot but fall down on our feet if we are humble and say, praise the Lord. I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. But then when we begin to look at the soul of man, 
the soul of man the allness the the the, the amazement of the soul of man we cannot but begin to praise the lord and worship him let's read psalm 49 we read verses 6 to 8 psalm 49 we read verses 6 to 8 they that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches none of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to god a ransom for him for the redemption of their soul is precious and is seized forever let me read that again for the redemption of their soul is precious and is seized forever the price to be paid for one human soul is costly are you listening i want to talk today about this soul you can never pay god enough no payment is enough for a single so let's read let's read ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4 behold all souls are mine behold all souls are mine as the soul of the father so also the soul of the son is mine mark chapter 8 verse 36 for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul what what does a soul what is a soul worth the first thing is that every single soul belongs to god every single soul belongs to god the soul of the father of the mother of the male of the female the soul of the children the soul of any every living creature every person that has ever been born on the surface of this earth our soul belongs to God and that soul is gorgeous that soul is a product of love that soul is a product of care God invested in the soul of each one of us there is something that God has given us the soul of man and I want you to see how gorgeous that soul is how amazing that soul is that even compared to our body our soul is even much more amazing much more complex much more glorious and then they want to tell us that this came out of big bang our soul is not material our soul is not a material thing remember what we said the last time your soul is much more than your brain or your nervous system your brain and your nervous system are just physical you know picture connection of your soul your soul is a spiritual material your soul is not a physical material your soul the seat of your emotion the seat of your will the seat of your your mind it's not physical and people spend eternity well <laughs> spend a lifetime to study the soul of man what makes the soul of man as it is you know in genesis chapter 2 verses 19 to 20 god brought the animals to adam to see what adam will name them the soul of a man adam was so much alive his soul like god he was able to name the animals and you remember it was not just coming out with just any word okay he was naming the animals according to their nature and according to their kind and whatever name adam called the animals that is what the animals will look around you all the technological development that we see has been a product of human mind 
human soul. I'm talking about soul of man. Look at it. Every technological you know, development, we put man in the moon, you know, we put satellite out there, you know, the creation of, of technology, TVs, computers, all sort of technology that you've seen out there is a product of human soul. This soul that we are talking about. Don't play Russian roulette. I'm going to come with that with your soul. We are talking about soul. But just in addition to the development, look at the chaos around us. Look at the decay around us. Look at the evil that men has done to men, that women have done to women, that one color has done to another color. Look at the evil that people do today. It's out of a human soul. The wickedness and the darkness and the evil. I mean, you, 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 you read some stories and you quake and say, how can a human being do this to another human being? We're talking about the soul, the barbarism. On one hand, the technology. On another hand, the barbarism. But how did it come to that? We're going to come to that. It is when our soul was unplugged from its original source, God himself. And we plug it into darkness and evil. That soul, that gorgeous thing that, that God has given us. We begin to use it for evil and darkness. The evil and wickedness that human can do to human. We're talking about human soul. Human have the capability to, to help. Capacity to love. Capacity to love and to lay down ourselves to help other people but at the same time the capacity to be wicked and to be evil we're talking about human soul one soul will kill millions and millions of people and justify it we're talking about human soul human soul look at the tower of babel what about the tower of babel the bible says that they were of one mind and of one language and they said we are going to build what they are going to build a tower whose top will reach unto heaven we are talking about the 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 glory of human soul the glory of human soul and and this is very very important for us to understand the complexity the complexity of our soul and what we are saying today is, don't play Russian roulette with your soul. When you understand the preciousness, the cost, when you understand the beauty, the amazement of this soul that God has given you, your soul, my soul. I mean, what will you think of a man who plays a bet in a game of chance with the most precious thing in his life? What will you think of such a man? Well, we think about such a woman. What if your husband, your wife, your parent, your children place a bet with your life in a game of chance? What will you call such a human being? Will you call them fools? Will you call them a sick person? Or will you call them both? But many people are playing Russian roulette with their soul. We, as humanity, we reject God and our soul is our seat of decision. We are making decision akin to a man or a woman that is playing a Russian roulette with the most precious thing in his life. Remember what we said the last time, your soul will not be annihilated. 
your soul will live forever the question is not whether your soul will live forever is where will you spend your eternity Russian roulette is a potentially deadly game of chance in which a player places a single round in a revolver spin the cylinder place the nozzle against his head and pull the trigger you know the, 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 the cylinder have I think about six or so thereabout they may have different uh, slot in the chamber but you put one um one bullet in in one of the chamber and you spin it and put and somebody some people do it to other people i've been told that there's one in three chances that the person will die playing a russian roulette what would make somebody do that i mean you would think that whoever do that is stupid or is a fool or is sick but many people are doing the same today even with much less chance because the Russian roulette people are playing with their soul. The chance that that individual will die is one in one. If you don't plug your soul back into the Creator, the soul of a man came from God. Remember where we read, all soul belongs to me, says God. And every single soul is precious to God. It is because the soul is precious to God. And it is because the soul of a man is so expensive, is so costly, is so amazing. And we're going to look into that. That we could not redeem our soul ourselves. And that is why the Lord God himself came to redeem our soul. Don't play Russian roulette with your soul. You are not going to disappear. Your body, like we said the other time, your body will go down to the dust, but your soul and your spirit, what the Bible calls the hidden man, the hidden woman of the earth, your spirit and your soul will live forever. And you cannot wait until you are dead to decide to take action because then it will be too late. It will be like playing a Russian roulette with the most gorgeous thing in your life, the most important thing in your life, that is your soul. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. What is sin? Remember it is the soul that sin. Because the soul is our seat of the seat of our mind, the seat of our emotion, the seat of our will. It is with our soul that we unplug ourselves. It is with our soul that we rebel from God. It is with our soul that we, we decide to obey God. It is with our soul that we, we fall down and ask Jesus Christ to come into our life. It is with your soul. And God has provided a way of salvation. What it takes to redeem a soul. Take God himself. You cannot redeem your own soul. God came, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever will believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Your soul is precious. God cares. God cares for your soul. I care for your soul. It is because God cares for your soul that he sent his son. It is because God cares for your soul that he's sending me and other Christians around you to preach the gospel. It's because we love you. It's because God loves you. And we, we will be wicked if we know the, the way of salvation 
if we know the way of deliverance, if we know the way of rescue, and we don't offer it to you. Unfortunately, we live in a nation, we live in, in a period now where they are making that even difficult for people to be able to offer the way of salvation to other people. But nobody will have an excuse because every single one of us are hearing the gospel. Your soul is precious to God. Your soul, don't sit down there and think nobody cares. Don't sit down there and say, I have nothing. I am nobody. No, you are not a nobody. You are somebody. You have something that is precious. You have something that is great and the devil wants to steal it. You may think that you don't have a house, you don't have a car. Yes, maybe you don't have a house. Maybe you don't have a car. Maybe people have given up on you. Maybe people have done evil to you. But you have something that is precious and the enemy will want to steal it. Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. That's Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4. Mark chapter 8 verse 36. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What shall a woman give in exchange for her soul? You have something. You have your soul. Plug your soul back into your creator. And it will work with you. It will work with you on this side of heaven. It will give you peace. It will give you love and comfort. Okay. And when this is all over, your soul will not be lost throughout eternity, which is what the enemy will want. And you will be able to spend eternity with him in the new heaven and new earth. Make sure you do that today. Don't delay. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.